Let's start the party. You're listening to all famous radio show. Keep it on. There were no role models. It didn't matter. I was built different. Why is being different frowned upon by the majority? The majority aren't where they want to be, but for some reason, they still want you to be down there with them. You should be proud to be born with something off-center, something different from the rest. You should be glad you have a mind of your own, to have the courage to never follow a path that was paved for you, but instead choose to pave your own. You are different. That is your greatest power. Don't you ever forget that. I don't fail. I win or I learn. That's the difference. To most, failure is the end. It's an excuse. To me, it's a lesson. It's fuel to my fire. It's motivation to be better next time. I don't see things like the rest because I don't want to live like them. I learn from the best and I outwork the rest. I notice what the majority do and I do the opposite. They tell you good grades lead to a good life. But real life requires more than that. It requires self-education and self-awareness. Real growth doesn't come from grades. It comes from within. If you want to be like the majority, the majority who are not happy where they are in life, that's easy. Just do what they do. Focus on getting a safe education that leads to a safe job. Watch TV like they do. Avoid all self-development and you're set for life. It won't be a happy life, but it will be an easy one. Easy in the sense that you'll never challenge your true potential, but in reality, much harder because you have to live with that inner knowing, the knowing you never reach that potential. On the other hand, you can choose different. You can choose to throw that story away, drown the excuses, and burn the limitations. Your results in life are a direct reflection of your choices. If you want better results, make better choices. Make different choices. Learn different. Work different. Consume different. Believe different. And you will become different. No role model. No matter. I am built different. No silver spoon. No matter. I am built different. No handout. No matter. I am built different. No fancy education. No matter. I am built different. No easy part, no matter, built different. Whatever happens, I soldier on. However dark it gets, I know the light is always on within. I don't focus on where I am or how hard it is right now. I focus on where I'm going and how much better it will be when I get there. I am built different. I don't complain about what I don't have. I am grateful for all that I do have and I'm always hungry for more. Built different. When challenges come, I don't get scared because I'm prepared. I put in the time. No obstacle can stop me. Nothing will get me off track. I'm laser focused, locked in on my goal. Nothing else matters. Grow, grow, grow. I put in the time. I put in the grind. I decide how far I go. Settle for average? Ha <laughs> ha! No, 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 no. My only focus to grow. Grow me, myself, my results to become better. Not better than others, better than yesterday. Greater every single day. I don't make excuses. I get my head down and work. The harder I work, the luckier I get. I bet on myself. The only safe bet. I work different. 
I learned different. I am built different. I built this mindset. This didn't happen overnight. It took sacrifice. It took years. It took blood, sweat, and tears. But I shook it all off and kept moving forward because I knew one day, one day, all the work, it will all pay off. Maybe not immediately, but absolutely and definitely. The proof is always in the pudding. And you can never fake quality work. You can't fake results. Setbacks will come. Keep working. Obstacles will be everywhere. Go through them. Don't stop for anything. Challenges are everywhere. Find a way. There's always a way. No excuses. Work, learn, win. That's all there is. Dedication to learn, desire to work, and persistence to win. No excuses. Think different, learn different, work different. Be different. Different is a blessing. I am not a sheep. I am a beast, a freak, proud to be a freak, a freak of nature, not an excuse maker, a result creator. I don't quit. I work until I win. I learn until I win. I believe it is within. That is the truth. At least, that is my truth.
pleasant a wonderful good good evening to you all out there in all flavors land how are you all doing at the top of the hour we had built different motivational speech and yes we are built different aren't we and that was there the sound of Shaka Khan and her rendition of Move Me No Mountain. And what a wonderful rendition that was. Good evening, chatroom crew. Good evening, tuning crew. Good evening, worldwide crew. And good evening, you silent listeners. How are you doing? How are you doing? I am Wimbo77. And I'm KJB. Hello, KJB. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. Nice to be back on board the ship. Oh, it's always good to, to be on board, isn't it? We're going to be talking about a ship today as well. <laughs> Funny yeah. enough. Start, um, nice to start off with a bit of Shaka. Yeah, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. That was a nice track. You chose that one, didn't you? Well, it's only because it's a rendition of a track that we've played previously, but it's just a different a different version. It just mm. It's lovely to hear different versions, but she, she, she always brings it. Brings it she every single time, it. isn't Love it? Love Shaka. And I'm sure she was recently um, installed as one of the members of the Hall of Fame, um, if my memory serves me well. Yeah, she was. And she just said, she talked, she just was straight up. She said it just, the, 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 the current level of, of singers mm. are just not cutting it. No, and even That's Tina like she, Turner. She was just like... We spoke about Tina last week. Yeah, remember. And... Um, her too she said no one does what she does and that's the truth we try to find someone and it's actually no, no. true tina was she was the damn one she was the as dumb. they say she, unique shaka people like shaka khan as we tina turner mm. there's many more we can mention but a lot of these singers are unique yes. they're absolutely unique one-offs mm. Mm. unlike some of the singers today you hear one hey you've heard like five or six yeah but the, in in that era they were all unique. The singers that came were all unique. Absolutely. So what is our question for this evening? Okay, the question for today is, do you know that there was a national insurance deadline to fill in any gaps in your national insurance, insurance contribution? I just got, uh, and I knew there was something coming <laughs> after that. Yes. I see yes. the NI contributions, but it's yeah. the same as the national the insurance. Yeah, yeah. So if you live I in the UK... Um, it's asking that question. Did you know that there is a deadline? So they've extended it because I think they it was in March. And now they've extended it to July. We're going to go through and see the benefits of, um, yeah, just really filling in any gaps that you may have. It may it may be good for you. It may not. So uh, it really just depends on whether you're up for or if your pension age. Um, whether you're going to be affected by that. And this is to do with your full state pension. Right. So, yes, full state pension. So if there are gaps, it will. We'll, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So let's mm. just go in first into our first topic tonight. Mm. And what is our first topic? Take control of your type 2 diabetes. Mm, type 2 diabetes. Um. Now, we always do disclaimers on the show. We are not doctors or financial advisors. But we do find information that could possibly benefit you listeners um, in the sense of things that may be going on in our lives or things that might come into our lives. Or we may know someone that 
is going through these things. So um, what we're talking about here is taking control of type 2 diabetes. So um, Healthy Living is a free online NHS programme that supports people to live well with two type 2 diabetes. More than 3.2 people in England. Million. Oh, sorry, 3.2 million people in England are known to have type 2 diabetes. And they're mainly, there are a lot of people from black backgrounds uh, you know what I was that gonna... have a higher risk of type 2 diabetes. Yes, No, sorry, sorry. I, you know, I was just going to say, um, it's it's weird. It's it's strange that it's mainly from Afro-Caribbean, African backgrounds are mainly affected by this type of diabetes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because in my line of work, I meet a lot of individuals um, who, as part of their... A medical history mm. diabetes is on there there you go so it's really highlighting if you've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes managing your condition is important accessing support can help you better manage your diabetes feel positive and keep you feeling well now as well as into the future so what is healthy living for people with type 2 diabetes kjb well basically it's about um advice on treatment isn't it mm. that's what we're talking about um and how to reduce stress uh, that diabetes can cause you know and obviously we want to promote a healthy lifestyle and that means your choices as well help you to build confidence and and give you the tools to help manage mm. um, the condition. And that's it sometimes, isn't it? It's not the fact of knowing that you have something and stressing about it because a lot of things that people do have can be managed, but it's understanding how to. And this is what this healthy living for people, you know, with type 2 diabetes, it's a free online NHS service. So Professor Sam Seydoux is a professor in primary care diabetes and cardiometabolic medicine and a GP in Leicestershire. He says it always feels motivating to take control of your health instead of just accepting a diagnosis and getting by. When it comes to diabetes, making some small changes to adopt a healthier lifestyle is important, particularly in the black community where there's a high prevalence of type 2 diabetes and we can be affected by it at a far younger age. Now, that is quite scary. And the amount of sugar <laughs> in a lot of food, we may think, oh, no, um, it's, there's not. But yes, the, the sugar is present in a lot of sort of ready-made foods, drinks and so on. And it's saying it's, it's now starting to impact young people. So instead of it being like an older person's, um, what would you call it? Is it condition? Condition. Condition. Um, it is affecting young people. So what what do people have to do when it comes to um, diabetes, KJB? Well, it's interesting because it's all about your blood sugar levels. Mm. That's what that's what changes. Yeah. Um, and obviously improving your diet, which you've discussed, just mentioned. Mm. Looking at your diet, looking at some of the things that you eat, your intake calories all that can help uh, exercise is meant to be good because mm. obviously exercise exercise reduces stress but also can help uh, control your blood like your blood levels and blood sugar levels um weight is also a massive massive mm. massive one so looking at your weight uh, obviously that's linked to, to diet and exercise but also looking at your weight as well can help avoid uh complications in the future mm. uh, and you can 
start to live with the condition because it is a long, we call these, this type, type 2 diabetes, things like that, hypertension, we call them long-term conditions. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite interesting, isn't it, that just by improving your diet and doing a few things mm. that they can change. And it's like it says, you can prevent some really serious health issues that can arise from diabetes, like vision loss, kidney failure, heart disease, amputation, sexual problems and strokes. By making healthy choices, the Healthy Living website is a great resource that many of my patients, this is Dr. Mm. Um, Sadu, many of his patients, that they can utilise this website, the Healthy Living website, and the patients have found it really useful. Mm. So what happens if someone's been diagnosed with this condition, KJB? Well, it's, it's, if you've been di diagnosed with a condition like diabetes, it can be shocking. Because mm. sometimes you can have symptoms, certain things could be happening to you, you're not sure what they are. But obviously being being such a, a, a condition that can be so dangerous mm. over a long period of time, it can be a shock, especially if you're a younger person. But, you know, any condition that you get can be a shock. But this, mm. this it can be difficult to deal with. Um, so, but having information at your fingertips and lots of ideas and advice can make it feel less daunting. And this mm. is what we're trying to do at present. Just trying to just highlight some of the things that can, can be done to help. It's um, raising that awareness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. And what was quite interesting as well was the fact that it said that stress is linked to a lot of these conditions. Mm, mm, stress mm, can bring mm. on diabetes. Stress can bring on high blood pressure. Um, I don't know if it brings on cholesterol, but these are the things that they're always looking for in the doctors, mm. isn't it? Like your your blood sugar levels, um, your yeah, like kidney function. Yeah, all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, all those renal failure, all those obviously kidney mm. renal, all but, those things. But yeah. today, obviously, we're talking about type two mm. diabetes, and it's just a matter of once you've been diagnosed. Yeah, the shock may come, but then it's going on to to learn how to manage the condition. So NHS Healthy Living is available for all adults with type 2 diabetes. And you can also sign up on behalf of a family member or if you're a carer to someone with type 2 diabetes. And what can they do once they've signed up KJB? Well, the good thing is if, you, if you've got some kind of electronic device, mm. uh, could be a tablet, phone, computer, desktop, laptop, you can actually kind of search and you can get information uh, on what you need. And you can use the program to learn about diabetes, type 2 diabetes. It's got different topics mm. and you can find answers to questions uh, by searching possibly keywords like like it says, diabetes, um, mm. signs and symptoms. Do you know what I mean? Things that you, you might think about, you type it in. And it's also all online as well. Mm. So mm. you can learn mm. at your own pace and log in at any time that suits you. So we're talking about the Healthy Living Programme. And in particular today about type 2 diabetes mm. and how this healthy living program can help. It is um, NHS based and how it can help people with um, type 2 diabetes, how they can help you cope and manage with that condition. Mm. And the professor also adds that, that he really encourages anyone living with type 2 diabetes to register for healthy living. It's free as well. And doesn't take long to sign up. And the thing is, with with and, and another additional thing with diabetes, you can also like um, 
suffer from a change alter sensation pain mm. and in some worst case scenarios you it can also lead to, to amputation yeah that was quite shocking and and that's just again from not managing mm. the condition really mm. so ultimately they'd like to see fewer and fewer patients with serious problems related to diabetes and this is an easy way to get started joining this healthy living um program or community as well and it's an easy way to um, get motivated as well mm. in how to take control of your own health because remember mm. it, people can tell us anything about our health and the, maybe the conditions that we may have mm. but primarily it is down to each of us as individuals to take control of our health yeah mm. no I agree with it and although we you can get medication for mm. diabetes that doesn't take away the condition mm. it controls the symptoms but it doesn't take away c c the condition and well then what you're then doing you're relying on the medication to manage the condition yeah. you're not doing much to manage it but just by taking the medication mm. so sometimes that's a good thing but also it it, it 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 means that you're not taking any any you're not being proactive just taking medication isn't really being proactive I don't, mm. it, i'm not saying don't take it please Take your medication because it's important for you to control the condition. But there are, as I said earlier, there are things that you could do mm, to yeah. reduce the amount of medication you take and become more, like you said, take more control. Just be more proactive yeah. when it comes to looking after our health. Mm, mm. And it's interesting there as well, KJB, because I think we were talking about this morning and a lot of the times we do go to doctors and so on and so forth mm. and they give us a solution um, and it's quite an easy solution to the problem sometimes. Because when we think about it, what you said earlier, um, things such as exercise, um, good eating habits, you know, little things that we can do personally mm. to mm. make our condition easier. And we're the ones that got to take control of that. When we don't, that's when it kind of can escalate, isn't it? Well, like I said, it just means that you're then relying on the medication to mm. do those things for you. Mm. And I said the medication isn't a means to to eradicate the condition. It just helps control the condition. But obviously, that means you've got to take that medication for life. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't be on medication because sometimes you do need it. But at the same time, trying to do little things, lifestyle changes, yeah. can also bring benefits. So you may not have to rely on the medication so much. But hopefully, listeners, you'll take note. It's funny, my dad... And saying this, my dad had diabetes, he did. And he completely changed his whole regime. Mm, mm, and now he's mm. free. He he doesn't have to take any medication, anything like that, because he took control. So let's take control if we can. And join, I've put in the chat room, beautiful listeners, um, the the address, the online address for this healthy living. And it is part of the NHS organisation. However... We can all benefit from it. And if you, you're not someone that um, has diabetes, then I'm sure there's someone that, that you may know that does. Oftentimes it is hereditary though, isn't it, KJB? It, it can be, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, you, as, as we're discussing here, it doesn't mean that it's, we know it's a long-term condition. Mm. Diabetes is a, you know, type two, is a long-term condition, but it doesn't mean you, you can't manage it. Mm. And that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about trying to manage it. But That's manage right. it in a way that helps you to remain healthy. 
Excellent. So beautiful listeners, uh, we will um, definitely see y'all in five. Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs. Oh, Flavors Radio. The longest running live reggae concert series is back. The Giants of Lovers Rock. The Giants of Lovers Rock returns on the 14th of October at Indigo 2 Greenwich SE10-0DX. Starring Janet Kay. Carol Thompson. Peter Huntingale. Dennis Povell, Lorenzo Hall, Sidonians, Paul Dawkins, Don Campbell, Mike Antony, Paul Edtaja, Winsome, 151617, Aisha Loren, Arima, Gasm. Christine Joy White, Alicia Scott, Chardell Roden, Vivian Clark, Cece Foster, Claire Angel, L.A. Gray, and Webster James Linton. Join your hosts, Eddie Nestor and Robbie G for the Giants of Lovers Rock on the 14th of October at Indigo 2. Tours open at 6, showtime 7pm. Standing tickets £25, balcony £50, Kings Row £70 from access.com. That's AXS.com. Info WhatsApp 078 777 The Giants of Lovers Rock, October 14th at Indigo 2. Domilution Promotions and All Flavors Radio presents We Ready to Party Again, the Wear Something White Summer Edition on Saturday the 8th of July from 9.30 till 3.30am. Come and party on board the luxurious Amored Teresa Joanne Boat, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, London E16 to UI. Don't miss this splendid night of music supplied by DJ Shyboy, Mikey Afri, DJ Redboy, DJ Smooth and All Flavors Radio Team. Early bird tickets are £15, general tickets are £17.50 and it will be more on the door. Get your tickets from Eventbrite, getyourtickets.co.uk or any DJ on the bill. There is a complimentary glass of punk for the first 100 ticket holders on board. Plus there will be delicious food on sale from Sunset Caterers. For more information and birthday table bookings, call 07401 388251. This one to sell out. Make sure you don't miss it. We ready to party again. The more you listen the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. Sauce in my bag. I see it. I want it. I stuck yellow.
How you doing, chat room? Big up, Mark Philogene. Awesome show last night. As always. And I met your sister on the start end. Audrey. What a lovely lady. Also giving a big shout out to George Flavors. Always bringing it every time, every Monday night. And Corey E8 with your great selection of Rare Groove. And slow jams. I'm giving you a bit of mix and blend tonight. Saying a big high five to you, DJ Laro. Celebrating your Earth Strong. Also giving a big shout out to Monroe, little nephew. Was your Earth Strong yesterday? And giving a big shout out to DiCarlo. Hope you're enjoying your Earth Strong today. Not forgetting my sister who celebrates her Earth Strong tomorrow. Yeah, it's all about the June babies, right? This is Sounds Ever Beyonce. And the thing is, she was here in our area, so we just thought we'd give a little thing out to Beyonce. Live right here in London. Bring the beat in. And I know Chrissy. And Sal, you went down. How was it? Look like an amazing show. On the window pane, I can feel the sun whenever you're here. Every time you touch me, I just melt away. Everybody asks me why I'm flying out from here to here. But I know nothing's perfect, but it's worth it after fighting through my
sound of Beyonce there, Love on Top. And we were just talking here in the background. Yeah. Got hot sauce uh, you in know, bag. Yeah, she got hot sauce in her bag swag and I think she ordered like a bucket of chicken. Well, it could have been a bucket. bucket. It must have been <laughs> a few buckets of chicken. A truck, a truck of bucket. A truck a load truck, of trucks, chicken yeah, for of her chicken. people yeah, then. Trucks. Okay. So she must have had a lot of hot sauce in that bag, boy. A lot of hot sauce, a lot of hot sauce. So how are you doing out there, All Flavours World? Um, Yeah, so we're just talking about type 2 diabetes. And now we're going into our history. And our history today is all around the Windrush exhibition that's opening up. I mean, Windrush came here 22nd of June, back in the 60s, I think it was. And um, there's a 70, it's a 75th anniversary this month. KJB, what are you going to say? No, it's interesting because I, I get emails from mm. um, Hackney Empire. Okay. And there is an actual Windrush musical. Oh, um, it's not Lenny Henry that's written it, is it? I have no idea, but I know it's at the Hackney Empire, mm. end of the month. Okay, there you go, beautiful listeners. So... A Windrush play at the end of the month at the Hackney Empire. We know Hackney Empire are always putting things on mm-hmm. down there. But what we're going to do now is we're just going to have a quick listen to an interview. And it's based around the Windrush. And it's Patrick Vernon talks about the 75, uh, Windrush 75 with Duncan Golistani. And yeah, let's just tune in and see what they have to say. Next tonight, campaigners have described it as a diamond jubilee for modern, diverse Britain. The 75th anniversary of the Windrush generation who helped rebuild post-war Britain will be marked later this year. Actors like Lenny Henry and historians will join charities across the capital in events to mark the historic milestone and celebrate the legacy of a generation. 75 years ago, the Empire Windrush docked in Tilbury. On board, more than 400 passengers from the Caribbean ready to start a new life and help rebuild a Britain battered by war. They were the first of those who became known as the Windrush generation. Arriving in Britain between 1948 and 1971, many of them settled in London, making their mark on the capital. It was not an easy time. The new arrivals often faced racism and prejudice. In 2017, it emerged that despite being Commonwealth citizens, free to live and work permanently in the UK, many of the Windrush generation had wrongly been detained, deported and denied legal rights. A long fight for compensation began, one which isn't over yet. And this year, 75 years on from the arrival of HMT Empire Windrush, is the chance to celebrate everything the pioneering generation have brought to Britain. I'm joined now by Windrush campaigner Patrick Vernon. Patrick, what do you want this year to be like? How do you want it to feel? 75 years is a significant part of British history. And I think it's about recognising the contribution of the Windrush generation post-Second World War, up to its legacy. There's about four generations of the Windrush community in Britain, especially in a place like London. If you look at the NHS, transport, 
all aspects of public life, arts, culture, we have influence and shape Britain. So I think it's fit and proper that we acknowledge this contribution and the history, particularly for young people. How will the year look in terms of events? There's going to be loads of events in London. I mean, every single London, all the boroughs will be doing stuff. We've got, there'll be some things being organised nationally. Uh, for example, the Royal Mint will have the commemorative coins. The Royal Mail, the British Royal Legion are organising events to recognise the contribution in terms of world conflict. There'll be the VNA are doing plans, and I think every part of London. I want people to get involved and organise street parties. But more importantly, I think the key thing is actually if I look at my parents. My dad's 91, passed up Windrush generation, and that generation's disappearing. This is going to be the last significant. A commemoration to say thank you for those men and women who came as young people and have contributed to Britain. So talk to your neighbours, friends, people in care homes and just say thank you very much for your contribution in terms of creating Britain as we know it today as a multicultural, multicultural Britain and more importantly the future that we've done for the next generation as well. I suppose that is so poignant isn't it because people haven't always felt thanked for what yes. they gave to this country. Absolutely, we know the Windrush scandal and other issues around discrimination. That's still ongoing, we need to recognise that but we also have to recognise that contribution, that legacy as well. So I'm hoping that if people watching this, um, the clip tonight, uh, people in the corporate world, people in all aspects of life and society in communities, let's do something special for the Windrush generation and to acknowledge their contribution. And people can get involved, as you said earlier, windrush75.org. They can plan their own events. Yes. And there's lots of websites and things to go to. Absolutely. Uh, this is everyone's year, isn't it? It's everyone's year, and let's make it special for everyone, especially for the Windrush generation. Patrick, thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. So, Patrick Vernon talking to Duncan Gillespie in relation to the Windrush 75th anniversary and it's funny because um, Patrick Vernon said there didn't he that it's quite a significant year because a lot of the Windrush people that came over came over when they were young and now obviously they're a lot older and they've made significant contributions to British life would you not say that KJB? Definitely and he, he talked about it being generational he mm. said three or four generations not just one generation yeah um and it is, it's a legacy. He talked about a legacy. Because mm. obviously he talked about post-war, 71. But it's not just up until 1971. Mm. It's even current day. Even today, 2023. Because um, some of them are still alive. So they, if they're still alive, they're still contributing. Because they've yeah. got the memories. We mm. can access those things. So they're still contributing. So And we're still learning from Absolutely. that generation. So it's, 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 it's a massive achievement and we should, if we can, do what we can to um, support. And it says that let's have celebrations, let's do mm. certain things, you know, just to elevate and say thank you to our Windrush generation. Although there has also been, we've spoken about it here on the show, a lot of scandal surrounding that, a lot of people been sent back home awaiting compensation, a lot of people lost their homes and so forth. Still, they did make a, a big mark, wasn't it, to come here and clean up. One of the um, fellows that I was um, looking at earlier, and he came and he was uh, in the Air Force. He was he come and fought for this country. Not, not a lot of people realise that there was a 
big recruitment to come and fight in the Second mm, World mm, War. Mm, mm. And a lot of the Windrush, not whether it would have been before Windrush, they came and f actually fought for the United Kingdom. Windrush was a, a ship or a boat that came and brought people from the Caribbean diaspora to come and help clear up, clean up this well, country. If you think about it, because we were, we were still part of the British Commonwealth. Mm. And that's that's how we 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 were we we kind of were encouraged to come over here. Yeah, um, invited. Well, yeah, yeah. I want to say encouraged because yeah. because because if a lot of those diaspora knew what they were in for, they might not have come. So mm. I want to say encouraged. Okay. Because <laughs> to be invited somewhere means you're going to be treated with respect and dignity, and a lot yeah. of them wasn't. So I don't know about <laughs> that word invitation has different connotations for different mm. people but i don't think it was it was more encouraged to come over because like it said in the real that they had to to face a lot of discrimination and racism while they were here mm. they were you know while they came here they were in, they, you know uh, as we know i was part i obviously i wasn't part of the windrush generation but i do remember through the 70s late 60s and early 70s growing up in London the difficulties my parents had in mm. trying to secure decent accommodation decent jobs um, decent working hours do you know what I'm saying just trying to provide creature comforts in the backdrop mm. of all that racism and that still continues today but that's yeah, for another time that's another really time. Yeah, yeah. but then, yeah. then, the, then the scandal came yes and part of the commonwealth mm. as you said if we were invited over here it means that means we... We, we, we didn't come in through the back door, exactly. did we? Exactly, we didn't come in through the back door. That yeah. means we'd have come here with papers or mm. we'd have been provided papers to come here. Um, but as it said, once the country got um, stabilised, a lot of that generation got the, 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 the rug pulled from underneath yeah. them and, yeah. all, and got sent back quiet and, and quietly. Yes, <laughs> so that is still a lot around or surrounding that when it comes mm. to the Windrush scandal. But there's mm. going to be a photographic um, exhibition that will share stories to mark the 75th anniversary. So 75 years since that Empire Windrush docked at Tilbury Docks. And also the Brixton Immortals Domino Club, they're going to be teaching the young generation how to play a game as part of a collaboration with Lambeth libraries so that's Windrush a voyage through the generations Jim Grover PA so that that should be great and we love a game of dominoes don't we KJB yes my love a domino you know? yes I like to play a game of domino I haven't played for a while I have to try and get the boys <laughs> maybe at the weekend we'll see we'll see so, so Britons of Caribbean heritage have spoken of their pride in being part of a new Windrush anniversary exhibition but some have questioned whether improvements have been made since the scandal, which saw many people wrongly detained and deported. Many British citizens, mostly from the Caribbean, lost homes and jobs, were denied access to health care and benefits and were threatened with deportation, despite having the right to live in the UK in a scandal which erupted back in 2018. Yeah, we touched on this prior. And we, and we know there is efforts to try and look at some kind of recourse and recompense but mm. obviously we're not sure how that's going or how that's going to be implemented but surely surely people do deserve um some to compensation be and to yeah. be heard because yeah. it's, it was a dis disgrace the way some people were treated after being like you said in 
supposedly invited. Mm, not supposedly, they were. Well, that um, doesn't look like an invitation to me. Mm, an invitation means you can stay, but obviously that that wasn't the case. The thing for is, some people. unless you you mentioned, it was quite hard to secure things such as accommodation. So we know through the partner system, a lot of them bought homes. So the fact that they bought homes and then had them taken away from them, in that sense, that is a pure, is a great, really big scandal, isn't it? Well, it is true because, like you said, if you invited somewhere, that means you have the right to be there. Right. So if they weren't, if they if they would, didn't have the the right to be here, why would they allow to buy homes? Why would mm. they allow? Why 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 did they pay into the system? Why did you take their national insurance? Why did you take their tax? Mm. The things that they took from them. They didn't just come here, and it's it wasn't free. No, everything they had to pay that to generation. Us, the yes, well, yeah. everything that generation got from this country, mm. they earned. Yeah, it absolutely. weren't given to them, and yeah. they, and to, and then for them to work to get it, for them mm. the government to use laws to take it all away. It's an absolute scandal. That's for another day. That is for another day. Never calm down. I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. Says this week, though, photographic exhibition will open, sharing the stories not only those who came to Britain decades ago, but the children and grandchildren born to them to mark the 75th anniversary of the arrival of the Empire Windrush at Tilbury Docks. I know they keep calling it the Windrush generation, but we know. Before there were yeah, there people would, here as well, wasn't me, there? From, w- w- they didn't w- all just come on the windrush boat. Believe me, well, that's a, again. You said that's another conversation. Yeah, we, we can go back <laughs> centuries to know that black people were in this country and in Europe. Yes, um, yeah. But I said that's that's for an, an, another discussion. But it's interesting. It says generations. So like we said, like he said earlier, and like I, I can only reiterate. There's been three or four generations that have mm. built this country. Yes, the wind, they laid the foundations and they ha- it has to be acknowledged. Absolutely. Totally. But three, we can add three or four other generations and there's still generations that are trying to build this country. Mm. Again, in the backdrop of of discrimination and, and, and other issues. But remember, it's the 75th anniversary and it is, mm. we've got to remember mm. all these things. So at this, um, there'll be images as well. Uh, there's a 97-year-old Alfred... Gardner, who was aboard the ship, as well as two and a half week old baby representing the fourth generation in a bid to shine a light on efforts to preserve distinctive Caribbean heritage Beautiful. and traditions in London. Beautiful. So the photographs will feature memories and traditions being passed down through the generations, including cooking, crocheting wow. and dominoes. Wow. I'd, well, I've been learning how to crochet. It's, a, it's not it's hard, difficult. but it's like, you know, finding the time as well. Dominoes. I remember playing dominoes as a kid. Mm. With adults, I used yeah. to sit with adults in um, in um, Hackney, Rens Park, when we mm. in Rens Park, and I would sit down and play dominoes. I'd get smashed up, but the fact is to be in that it's company it, and be it? part of it, and yeah. to see them having their little rum and playing dominoes and laughing and joking, mm. it, it was such a wonderful feeling. So, and that heritage just stays with you. Yeah. It stays with me. Yeah, it's always it's going to be part of me. So it's wonderful when we speak to our older ones and we ask them, oh, how did you, were you here? Were you born in this country? Or did you come here by means of transportation? Mm, That's a great mm, um, conversation to have. And I, mm. I've got a video somewhere of a lady. I was sat down at the bus stop speaking to her and she came here and she'd worked with like the prime minister and she said that she used to be a seamstress and she'd done lots of different jobs and she said she always paid her way like you mm, said mm, there mm, mm. and she goes that she got sent a bill she goes me not pay it 
I mean, I got here 80 years, 80 years I've been here, and you know, and she was going on. Good. And um, I think she came here by plane, if Mm, my memory serves me well. She mm. said she'd come here on the plane, and my granddad did as well. So there's a lot of photographs that feature memories and traditions being passed down, you know, through the generations. And Mr. Gardner said he was happy to take part and hopes the exhibition entitled Windrush. A voyage through the generations can help those who view it to see the contribution he and others have made to Britain. So I know a lady that I know, Beverly, she done something in regards to the nurses because a lot of nurses came over here as well. Don't forget the war and stuff, you know. A lot of them came over, worked. Yeah, like you said, nurses, Mm. public transport, London Underground... Uh, dustbin men endless list mm. there was so much needed to rebuild this country yeah. after the post-war second world war there was so much needed to be done yeah. and, and and that generation stepped up and not only did they step up as, as we've brought out they earned it yes. they earned it mm. Mm. and that's right he said that I would like people to understand that when I and my fellow West Indians came back in 1948, we did not come to steal the jobs of the people of the United Kingdom. We came to help in rebuilding the country. And Mr. Gardner was 22 years at the time, now 97, eh? Mm. Um, when he boarded that ship in Kingston, Jamaica, alongside hundreds of Caribbean migrants who had been called on to rebuild post-war Britain. And he said that he suspects things have regressed since the deportations mm scandal came to light and you know we we as much as we'd like to think we are living in a modern age i find that people's thinking has to really change because even though all those years ago uh people have come the the attitudes of people you know the way that they demonize our young men for instance our boys saying that they're all bad and you know (laughs) This is a perception of people. When looking at Mr. Gardner here, he says he didn't come to steal jobs, but they were invited to come here and work. You see, that is the difference, isn't it? Yeah, right. right. But also there was, just going off what you're saying, if you don't mind, mm. there was a sense of community. Yes, because of that. always. There was, there was, there's camaraderie and hardship. Mm. So they would come together, cook, cook and bring come. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They'd have their little blues dances. They, there was a community because mm. they knew that's all they had. They had themselves. They had to build their community. I think in today's society, there is still facets of that Windrush community here, mm. but it's too fragmented. It's Sad. too fragmented. Yeah. And I think that's the issue. And like you said, you know, there's generations. There's Windrush and there's other generations, three, four generations that, that also helped to, to continue that. But I think some of it is getting lost in translation with some of the generations that are coming up now. And that's what Mr. Gardner says here. He says he suspects things have regressed. And he asked, was asked if things have changed since then. And he said, reading between the lines, I think that things have gone backwards. Mm. People are still waiting for compensation. The government just appeared to pay lip service to mm. people's concerns. Mm. Mm. Do you remember um, a little while ago we spoke about, all oh, right, if you are... A child of the Windrush or that generation that they were paying out compensation 
that's gone very quiet, hasn't it? But this, this is what I'm saying. There, there were there were things that we highlighted on the show regarding mm. meetings. Remember, there were some meetings going on how to to get reparations, mm. and the, so there there were things in the pipeline, and there were things that were going on to help people to see if they uh, could put in a claim, if they could benefit. Yeah. Uh, regarding this, but it's all like you said, everything's just gone quiet. Everything's gone quiet. So. The Home Office, are they handling the scandal well? I'm not too sure. It, he said that it's, it's it's lengthy days and victims are still fa- facing severe financial and personal difficulties. Ms Williams told the Parliamentary Committee in March that she had been left surprised by the t- decision by the Home Office earlier this year to drop three of the 30 recommendations she made in her review, including the establishment of a migrants commissioner a call to increase powers of the Independent Chief Inspector of Borders and Immigration and hold reconciliation events. So she wanted to, again, raise light, but it's fallen on deaf ears, as mm. um, Mr Gardner said up there, isn't it? Mm, mm. And those recommendations are important, isn't mm. it? When you think about borders, cross-borders, having a commissioner, someone more independent, away from the government, to see things in different light, mm. um, meeting groups... And organisations uh, to help reconcile what happened in the Windrush and the scandal. Yeah. And try to alleviate some of their concerns. Nothing's been done. It, it, it just, it's approached sad, isn't in, it? A, in a really sad way. So we're celebrating a beautiful 75 years of history, mm. which we need to. But it's tainted by the fact that it's not been recognised by the government. Yeah. In the way it should be regarding... Um, helping those individuals who were damaged by the scandal. Do you think that they've made enough efforts to restore faith in the country after the scandal was revealed? Well, no, because, yes, this is a 75-year anniversary, and which is fantastic. And as he said, a lot of that population or that, that initial um, uh, conglomerate of, 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 of Afro-Caribbean and Caribbean people that came, they mm. sadly passing away. So it's, it's lovely that they're having a celebration and... and restoring that generation recognizing, yeah. and recognising to where it should be in high esteem, which they have to be. But at the same time, it would have been nice for them to to announce some kind of recompense or yeah. something to because show make... willing on, 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 on the part of the government to say, yeah, we recognise it and we're recognising it not just by celebration, but recognise it in this way as well. Because they played a huge role, significant role mm. in rebuilding of England mm. and making it economically successful. Mm. But they're, under, they're, they're undervalued and not really being given their dues, yeah, this is, the, is it? Mm. And they're repaid mm. with um, the whole deportation yeah. and all this stuff. Mm. And yet they want us to go out on the street and have parties and stuff when we think that these Windrush people that, that came over mm. and made these huge efforts and they're they're not even looked upon no. in a great way yet they want a diamond mm. jubilee diamond jubilee when you when we the more you dig into it it's almost like oh you don't want to but then because they are our ancestors that we need to kind of thing no but it's again it's it's the the, the recognition isn't just from the caribbean community itself mm. it, it's been recognized by britain do you know what I mean? So if it's been recognised with Britain, it shows that they are aware of the contribution that was made by mm. this by this generation. Mm. But 
but just recognizing it is just lip service. You're paying lip service to it. That's what's been spoken. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 that is the problem. They they could be. They should be more. They should be more. Mm. Mm. They realize how important they do. Love our food. They love our culture and so on and so forth. They love the stories as well. But, and they're important to us because I know that I like to cook West Indian food. Um, I think I learned that from various people, um, how to cook West Indian food. Mm, or maybe, mm. I don't know who I learned it from. But, um, yeah, just the fact of, you know, having those traditions mm. passed down. Mm. And J- Jane D- Gardner, whose grandmother arrived in the UK from Jamaica in the 50s, said it feels inspiring to be a part of something so iconic and generational and that is lovely iconic and generational there was talk about that windrush boat but we know that we have been here a long time beautiful people and beautiful listeners so if we can take part in that windrush generation and there's a an exhibition the windrush um voyage to um through the generations and that's happening in clapham library until September, beautiful listeners. So if you can get a chance to get down there and, you know, take part, that'd be amazing, mm. all right? Because we, we, we're all a part of it. We're all part of the diaspora, aren't we? Mm. And it's vital that we, we remember, let's remember and, and celebrate our all, all the ones that came over and built up this country. I totally agree with you 100%. And obviously online... I think he said earlier with in the, in the in the discussion about um the windrush celebrations you can mm. go online if you want to do your own celebration you can go online find out how you can do that yep and and get involved you know if you, if that's what if that's what you want to do Absolutely, but I can't remember all, the organisation. No, it was windrush.org or yeah, something. Yeah, like. windrush. I can't but we, if you type in windrush.org mm. or UK or something, something's it will come up. Yeah, it will come up in one way or another. So let's all, let's all, let's all really say, and it, like you said, it's it's gener- it's generational. Um, yeah, it's iconic, but also it's it's our roots. And speak to our older our ones. Roots. Speak to our older ones and find out what it was like for them, kind of coming, and like he said, they are a generation that are passing away. They are leaving, and I must just say, um, condolences out to the prior family and Malcolm my beautiful dear friend um, who passed away at the start end I love blessings and sympathy go out with you and the family so share the stories before it's too late beautiful listeners we'll see y'all in five online and on your smart speaker playing all the best songs of Flavors Radio the longest running live reggae concert series is back the Giants of Lovers Rock. The Giants of Lovers Rock returns on the 14th of October at Indigo 2 Greenwich SE10 0DX starring Janet Kay, Carol Thompson, Peter Huntingale, Dennis Povell, Lorenzo Hall, Sidonians, Paul Dawkins, Don Campbell, Mike Antony. Paulette Taja, Winsome, 15, 16, 17. Aisha Loren, Arima, Eargasm, 
Christine Joy White, Alicia Scott, Chardell Roden, Vivian Clark, Cece Foster, Claire Angel, L.A. Gray, and Webster James Linton. Join your hosts, Eddie Nestor and Robbie G for the Giants of Lovers Rock on the 14th of October at Indigo 2. Doors open at 6, showtime 7pm. Standing tickets £25, balcony £50, Kings Row £70 from access.com. That's AXS.com. Info WhatsApp 078 777 The Giants of Lovers Rock, October 14th at Indigo 2. Domilution Promotions and All Flavors Radio presents We Ready to Party Again, the Wear Something White Summer Edition on Saturday the 8th of July from 9.30 till 3.30 a.m. Come and party on board the luxurious Amour Teresa Joanne Boat, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, London E16 to UI. Don't miss this splendid night of music supplied by DJ Shyboy, Mikey Afri, DJ Redboy, DJ Smooth and All Flavors Radio Team. Early bird tickets are £15, general tickets are £17.50 and it will be more on the door. Get your tickets from Eventbrite, getyourtickets.co.uk or any DJ on the bill. There is a complimentary glass of punch for the first 100 ticket holders on board. Plus there will be delicious food on sale from Sunset Caterers. For more information and birthday table bookings call 07401 388251. This one to sell out. Make sure you don't miss it. We ready to party again. The more you listen the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio.
How you doing out there? Big welcome to you, Corey E8. How are you doing? You can catch Corey on a Monday from 8 o'clock. Sorry, should I say 10 till 12? And George Flavors from 8 till 10. As well as Mark Philogene out of Bremen. From 6 till 8. I've done that backwards, didn't I? And it's the sounds of Dr. Buzzer. The original Savannah band. Sun Showers. One of my favourites. Jay Hope and DJ Laro tonight. Laro from 8 till 10 and Jay Hope from 10 until 12. And that was the sounds of Sun Shower there. And we're kind of keeping it like this, giving some blasts from the past music wise. A little bit of Gwen McCray here. Heaven. Big shout out to seven one guest seven one three out of Dusseldorf and guest eight one five out of Berlin. Heaven. Heaven. Shout out to Olivia. How you doing, Olivia? Sonia. John Newman, how are you guys doing? Respect me, protect me, run my feelings up the wall. Oh, come on, tell me midnight gentleness till the kiss of dawn. Seven heaven, seven heaven, seven
signing out to get well soon to our very own Charlie Muir. Wishing you a speedy recovery. And saying a big high five to Ninja Man Lloyd. You can catch Lloydy on a Thursday from 8 until 10. Right here on allflavors.com. So we're giving a shout out to Crooksy417. You can catch Crooksy on a Friday from 10 p- 8 till 10. And not forgetting DJ Smooth. You can catch him for his ever hype show every Friday from 10 until 12. And that was the sounds right there of Gwen McRae with Seventh Heaven. We're going to give you one more little blast from the past here, guys. Catch Corey on the Saturday day morning. We break your musical fast from eight until ten. Thereby followed by Mr. B Funk himself from ten until twelve. Not forgetting DJ Mark Fulagine with his Country Time show from twelve until one, guys. And then on the Saturdays, every Saturday again, is DJ Twist from 3 until 6. And then Nigel with his Sure J show from 8 till 10. And DJ Smooth with his Saturday Night Jam. Actual stations kicking off with John J.E. with the Just Good Music Show, followed by DJ Laro with his Caribbean Party from 12 till 2, and then our very special George Flavors, the captain of this vessel, with his variety of spice show from 2 until 4. Followed by Mark Philogene with his Calabash mix. From four till six.
here after the consortium from 6 till 8 and DJ Nigel with the smooth operator show from 8 till 10 just do what you feel and like we say please 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 just check the schedules and get the low down or the high up on all of our presenters right here on www. all flavors dot com the sounds there of go with disco night i'm quite surprised kjb you said you didn't know that one no i remember the gwen the gwen mccray one yeah um seven heaven i remember that tune when i was growing up okay but this kind of disco stuff i wasn't really too into the thing. most disco f- kind of tunes i'd get maybe been to things like chic okay yeah because it was all part of the yeah, disco yeah disco more chic and those kind of things mm. and um Oh, what they call uh, I'm a native New Yorker. No, Odyssey. Odyssey. Those, mm. You know what I mean? Chic okay. Odyssey, SOS. Well, we're kind of going on that vibe today yeah. with a nice different, you know. Midnight Star. I know quite a few of these ones, but hey. Atlantic Star. What is our question for this evening? Okay. Did you know that there was a national insurance deadline to mm. fill in gaps in your NI or National Insurance Contributions. I have to get right. my teeth in. Sorry, guys. Contributions. And I've thank you so much, Olivia. Um, it was my auntie, Lisa, that sent this one in for us to look at. Um, because obviously here in the UK, we're working. Now they want to push the ages up where people can work longer. And what it is, is um, Olivia's highlighted that the NI contributions only cover from 2006 to 2023 and delaying when you get a state pension and working extra years will entitle an individual to receive a higher state pension. So it can delay if we don't, if our, if it's not all up to state, uh, up to scratch, then we can delay getting our full step, state pension. Yeah, and that's the, that's the point is your full mm. state pension. So I'm assuming... What you would get is is um, uh, like a portion, yeah, isn't reduced it? a reduced amount, yeah. significantly reduced amount. Yeah. So what we're going to do, beautiful listeners, we're going to just take you through um, the what it what it is. But first of, before we go into that, there is a an opportunity that was sent through. I think it was Barbara or Brenda, and that sent this through, and it's for British gas British gas apprenticeships. They're actually employing 3,000 apprentices this year, okay? So if um, applications have opened up, um, so they're employing people from engineers to finance. So if you have any friends that are struggling, you can let them know to apply. All right, so we're going to put this information in the chat box. Um, get apprenticeship, so get paid while you work. There's nothing better, is it, than getting learning and earning what would you say well no it's good because everybody's i just i go back to the fact that we're all different learners <clears throat> yeah some you know everybody's got a learning style 
So this might suit a lot of people. Yeah. Where it's a practical apprenticeship, but they're earning at the same time. And some people excel in that kind of learning environment. Mm. So if you know somebody who wants the opportunity, please send them the link. Yeah. So um, we have posted in the chat box, like I said, but uh, the we'll just give the website. It's www.accesstraining.co.uk. Earn while you learn forward slash gas engineer forward slash apprenticeships. And the number is 07468973787. All the sevens, guys. So, yeah, if you know anyone, younger people that may be interested and want to access this, you know, this apprenticeship, earning while they're learning, then British Gas are employing 3,000 apprentices this year. So that's that's a great thing, right? That's brilliant. Brilliant. Maybe one of the better things that they've done this year, considering that, what all, they've had us under, right? Well, if you think all that all that extra money that they've they've, <laughs> they've earned, they've earned, yeah, they've gleaned. Mm. Maybe that's what they're using it for. So, Who knows? so hopefully, it's it's we're gonna say that's what we're gonna say it is mm. the extra income that they're getting. That's what they're doing with it. So let's let's keep we'll keep it like that. Okay, so beautiful listeners, your pensions. Until the 31st of July 2023, there is a window of opportunity where you can boost your state pension by topping up your national insurance contributions all the way back to 2006. If you miss this, you may never be able to get a full state pension, although this may not affect you personally. It's likely that you will not you will know of people it will affect. So please ask them to check their state pension forecast Check the state pension um, forecast. Uh, I'm going to put all of this information into the chat box for you, beautiful listeners. And so you can just click on the links and then you can go in and check. So the first one is www.gov UK check state pension and also national increase record. Again, that's on the gov.u um, website, check national insurance and money saving experts. So I will post as well as the number 0800 731. 0175. So KJB, going into it, who's going to be affected? Well, anybody could be affected, really, when mm. you think about it. Um, obviously, if you work for a company or organisation, normally they pay your national insurance. Mm. So hopefully that shouldn't be an issue. But if there's gaps, if you if there's gaps in your work history, or you might have gone to uni, or you might have done a part-time job, mm. or... or um, you might be self-employed, I'm assuming. Uh, it, it could possibly affect you. Yeah. So individuals who want to pay the national or voluntary national insurance contributions, the NICs, and would not have otherwise met the existing 5th of April 2023 deadline, they've opened it up and they're extending it. The government's extending it to the 31st of July 2023 for individuals to pay voluntary national insurance contributions. So paying voluntary national insurance contributions enables customers to fill in any gaps in their national insurance mm. record to boost your state pension. Okay, so how what can they, how can they do this, KJB? He says they well normally the national insurance have records, isn't mm. it? So you've got a record of your national insurance, um, and part of the arrangement is to, is to induce alongside a new state pension from 2013 well, that was 2013 mm. and then you were given up to a certain point which was the 5th of April years, yeah. in order to, to fill the gaps voluntarily with payments um, between 2006 and obviously 2016 to make up gaps so there were different t periods of time that you could 
you're able to voluntarily pay in and fill those gaps. Yeah. And this is really for people that are closer to pension age, isn't it? Mm, mm, that mm. that possibly want to claim your pension. I don't know if you want pension early or what. So by filling in that, it, it kind of bumps up, like it's saying. It gives you more, is it, within your your state pension? Mm, it's all mm, to do with state pension. All to do with state pension. Yeah. So by extending the deadline, individuals have more time to decide whether to fill gaps in in their NI record to count towards their state pension and to pay voluntary national insurance contributions. Mm. And so as of the 5th of April 23 deadline to pay voluntary NICs approached, it's gone now, but they've extended mm. the deadline mm. to the 31st mm. of July. So beautiful listeners, yeah, if you want, you know, it says there as voluntary NICs do not always mm. increase an individual state pension entitlement. For example, where an individual already had sufficient qualifying years to claim the full state pension, customers are advised to contact the DWP to check that paying voluntary contributions mm. will benefit them before making a payment to the HMLC. So if you have been working consistently mm-hmm. that's what it's mm-hmm. saying isn't it but yeah but i think you need to check obviously i think the encouragement is is to 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 check first mm, yeah check first because i think that's the issue i think a lot of people may not assume that they have gaps in their ni and i record yeah um unless they sent a statement or or a letter to explaining the situation but they're not going to um, do that which they're not doing were yeah. you aware of this yeah. did you know about this but this is what i'm trying to say it, yeah. unless they send you paperwork or a letter to tell you the situation mm. you're not necessarily going to know so that's what i'm saying it's important that you check mm, definitely please check because they they can show you your ni contributions and and, and it will tell you if if you have missed a year, it actually tells you on the statement. Mm. So it allows you then to to make an informed choice, whether to pay extra or to look at the years and think, well, no, I think I've paid enough. Right. But depending on what you do, may affect you when you do get your state pension. So mm. it's good to, like, we're going to put all the information, as you said, in the, the chat in, in box. The chat so you box. can actually go and check. So you can go and check. And see, because like it says, they're voluntary um, contributions isn't it it's not like mm. when you're working that automatically goes out you still pay national insurance don't you no you should you should pay because normally if you get your p60 at the end of the year mm. it, should, it should it tells you how much tax you pay um but each each time you obviously you get paid it also shows what you pay and i yeah and it shows you how much you've paid up to that point Right, um, but it doesn't. T- it doesn't show you like year by year how much mm. you've paid. It just gives you an overall amount. Do you know what I mean? Whereas when you do go into your those websites, I'm going to share with you, beautiful listeners. When you do go in and check your state pension, or you go into the check national mm. insurance, that's that will give you the breakdown. That's the point of whether you're up to date mm. or whether you're you've got to fill it in the, mm, you know mm, it does mm. it does give you um a breakdown of it there mm, and mm. year by year as well because i've been into mine uh because i file my own tax mm, and stuff mm, like that so mm, mm. um you go in and you you have your hmrc i don't know if you aware that you can go in and check mm, and mm, sort out mm. like things like your tax codes and all that mm, stuff so mm, that all that mm. information is there but it's down to us to check um, whether we've paid enough because some of some of us may not have to pay anything 
um, the voluntary contributions. Mm. That is, mm. if we've had that consistent work, working, you know, working year in, year out from mm. whenever, mm. where mm. some of us, some women may have taken time out to have children, mm. you know, and so they might, that might be a gap in that space well, of time, you, you know. It's true. Some people work part time, go uni. Yeah. There's different. There's different scenarios, mm. uh, and and therefore you might feel that although it's still part time, it's they're still meant to pay your contributions but i think the only way to really know is to check yeah yeah and the final cost in it will be subject to scrutiny by the the office for budget responsibility will be set out at future fiscal events i don't know what they're talking about there but um the measure will impact individuals who may have gaps in their ni record so it would benefit from paying um, voluntary contributions as part of their transitional arrangements that is accompanied to the introduction of their state benefits. So like we said, if um, you do have gaps in your working mm, mm. life, then it's definitely important to um, mm. go in and see if you and, need to fill it in. And obviously the, the new state pension, we, we know we're going to be working longer, isn't it? Because mm. I think it's now, it's 67. Oh. I think it's 60. I think, it's I think you can correctly. still take early retirement. You can still take though, early retirement, but obviously, if there's gaps, the thing is, if you're going to take early retirement and take your state pension early, you may have gaps that you haven't yet mm. contributed towards. Yeah. So you'll still get to state pension, but it might, you might mean that that might not cover you. So you might have to end up going back and working part time to make mm. it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, yeah, you need to think about it. You know, they want you to work. Obviously, they want us to work longer. Um, and you might decide to, all right, I'm going to retire in six, at 62, 63. But because there might be a few gaps, that yeah. extra five years that you could have worked to maybe cover that is no longer there. You've retired. Yeah. And therefore so, you're, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that's yeah. going to be the case for a lot of people, but it, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's dependent on it's age. Dependent, yeah. So really. you've, got, you've got to be aware of that if, if that's your, your goal is to retire early, it's good to just have a little check. Check, yeah. Just have a little check. So if you are approaching, I don't know what is retirement age now for males. After six, We can start early, take our early retirement from 60, I think. Oh, is it 60? And women, I think it's 60. is it not early for women? It's, I don't know. Are you sure it's, it's not 65? I have no idea. For men, I thought I thought it was sixty. Right. I really did. I thought it was sixty. So what it is is that if you're an older person and say um, you took time out from work, then it you may be affected. Mm. Okay, so it's more than likely to benefit older people approaching state pension age now. So if you know anyone that's approaching state pension age, and they've probably had gaps within their national insurance record then it would be a good idea to not just go in and pay because you might be entitled to something yeah, but check to first. check and see check first. if there are gaps and if your state pension will be affected by it yeah so they say it's not anticipated that there will be impacts on other groups sharing protected characteristics so yeah just just go in and check all right and what what hmrc are saying is by extending the deadline the HMRC and the DWP expect to be able to manage customer contact with existing staff resources and the operational impacts are therefore expected to be negligible. Yeah, so they, so even though they get a rush, mm. so if there's a rush of people, they'll still be able to deal with the backlog, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. 
So we're going to definitely put all of this information into the chat box, beautiful listeners. And what are your thoughts um, in regards to state pension? I mean, we pay into the system. John Newman says it's I'm just going to go to his comment as to what he said, um, because he highlights. uh, Just give me one moment. He says that it's. More Tory fraud. <laughs> That's what his his <laughs> point was. And we just don't know, do we? Because we're paying in all the time. Yeah, but things change. And this year has been like, an, well, this last year into this year has been a bit of a yo-yo when it comes to things such as, the, what do they call it? The crisis? The, what, the, the economic crisis. Yeah, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're not too keyed in, but mm, if you mm. can... Please cost go and check the cost of living. That's cost of right. living crisis. Yeah, although they have put the prices down, which is good as well, isn't it? Mm, that's, de- that's debatable. <laughs> is it debatable? That's debatable. Why do you say that? Because it it depends what you mean by put down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, it, it really, that 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 term put the prices down can mm. mean mean different things with different. Some people uh, at the higher end may benefit from that right but maybe people at the lower end don't necessarily no. benefit because there's still other aspects of the cost of living that they have to meet yeah very true isn't it beautiful listeners you know but if if we can get that bit extra and fill things in then that's it but they are asking you to pay that this is the thing when in fact you've been paying into the system anyway, isn't it? Well, as I said, it's just about. I think they want you to. I think it's up to it's up to you as an individual. They're not. Mm. They can say you because remember it's voluntary contributions. So that means you don't have to pay if you don't want to. Right. But knowing the fact that that if you check and there's gaps, and you're gonna work longer, mm. it might not affect you. But if you want to take your state pension earlier, yeah. then. It may affect you because if there's gaps, it means you're gonna, you're not gonna have the money to pay back because now you've retired, haven't you? Or you just don't have it. Or you then you don't because have it. The... Exactly. So yeah. I said it might force you back into working part time. Wow. So it's like a vicious circle. Like you said, it's 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 a bit a bit a bit of a bit of a fraud, isn't it? It's a bit of a scam when well, you think about it. But that's only an opinion. Mm. Remember, we're only talking about opinions here. Everybody's got their own thoughts on it. Obviously, it's good to, but I'm, as I said, we're just encouraging people just to check. Go yeah. on and check. Absolutely, that's all. And then, and then, and then we'll and take be, it from there. Then we'll be okay. So, beautiful listeners, we're going to go again to a a music break, and we'll see y'all. Should we say? In let's get it here. How long does it take, AJB? Five.
chat room crew. How are you doing, tuning in crew? Tune in. How you doing, worldwide crew? TikTok crew. And all you silent listeners out there. Sounds of the whispers. Give a big shout out to all of the June babies. How are you doing, George Flavors? Sour Malaysia. Sending lots of love, peace and light your way. So KJB, just um, in the break there, I was able to uh, see some of the comments from people in regards to this national insurance. And um, one of the people Ricky Washington he says I wouldn't worry if there's a gap as they would have to make it up with some sort of benefit apparently they changed changed it a few years ago anyway and you would and you could pay up around two years worth so what would you say in that regard um I I I think it's a good comment thank you for your comment Mm. I think it depends on on your view on on it Uh, particularly if it's having to claim another benefit, isn't it? Because, mm. you know, benefits are means-tested. Yeah. And, and the benefits can change if your situation changes. So that could be a good thing, a positive thing. Don't get me wrong, it's a positive thing, but I'm not sure if it's always going to be a good thing. Mm, because, um, again, you've got to rely on yeah, that again, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a, bit, a bit more reliance. Because obviously they'll make up the shortfall, which is great. Mm. But, you know, your circumstances can change and and and... And develop or undevelop, depending on what happens. And as you get old, as you get older, there are more pressures on your money. Mm. You know, so it, it can get, it, it can get rocky, and, and it, it can get like a bit distorted. Yeah, because what it highlights here, of what gaps in the gaps can mean, is you'll not have enough years of national insurance mm. contributions mm. to mm. either get the full state pension. Yeah. yeah sometimes called qualifying years. Mm. So, yeah, in such cases, the HMRC send you a national insurance deficiency notice and this letter will tell you that you have not paid enough national insurance to complete your contributions for a particular mm. tax year. Mm. Mm. And they say you'll be invited to pay a voluntary class mm. three contribution to complete mm. your record for the years Mm. and that Mm. leads um right into john matthew's answer when he says that many well yeah he says many women my wife included stopped work when they had children Mm. it Mm. was never made clear that once the children reached a certain age 15 previously now 12 they would have to pay ni contributions even if they were still not working so i had to pay four thousand to bring her up to date it seems a lot, but has paid for itself over a few years. But it's true that at the moment you could claim pension credit if your circumstances fall within the fall within the requirements. Mm. So, what happens if your circumstances don't fall within the requirements? But, then but what happens? No, but benefits are mean tested, so right. you can get pen, pension credits. But it's not sure. It's not clear. I don't know how much you would get because mm. it depends on what's coming into your what's coming into the house. Because obviously you're gonna have to f- fill in a. I'm assuming an assessment. Well, like for a means it. testing. Yeah, thing. mean. So I'm assuming that's what you're gonna have to do. Mm. So I guess it's what's coming in, 
and how much state pension you're getting, and they'll, I suppose, they'll top it up with pension credits because that's what they, they'll use it as a top up. Yes. Um, yeah. So it, it can, it's still difficult. Mm. It's still difficult because, like I said, there's more as you get older, there is more pressure on your money because you're not going out to work. You're only relying on the income that that All state the pension that you paid that you pay state and also the pension credits, which right. is a top up. Mm. So I'm not sure but how that money. The pension credits are only if you've not paid enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I d- I don't know how the pension credit how much that actually will help you, mm. i.e. In, in terms of how much you're, 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 you're getting coming into the home. Right. So that, really. that's something that, that, that you'd have to think about. It's a matter of research, beautiful listeners. Mm. And the .gov website says that help if you're not working, your benefits could be affected if there are gaps in your national mm. insurance. Mm. Um, national insurance credits, it speaks about, can help you avoid gaps in your record and protect your benefits. You can get credits if you cannot pay full national insurance contributions. For example, if you're unable to work due to illness or you're caring for someone. If you're not working or getting credits, you can also top up your national insurance with voluntary contributions. The thing is, like, if you're not working, though, how is that possible? Is my question. How, how is it possible if it's, you know? Well, you, even if you're not working, if you're not working, you still get some form of benefit mm. this is what it's saying you can still get some form of income you're not going to leave you destitute mm. but it just means the amount of money that's coming in it won't be as much yeah. and this is the case this is the case in point you still got a standard of living you still got to pay bills and like it says you might have someone that you're caring for you might have to contribute towards that care mm. do you know what I mean um, so we're not sure how you will manage or cope that's why that's why we're encouraging people to check. Yeah, just so, to see. Yeah, so you're not you're not left with the possibility of getting to a certain age, mm. thinking you're gonna be alright, and then suddenly you're getting letters or you're having to access benefits because there's a shortfall. Yeah. That you wasn't prepared for. I hear you. Do you know what I mean? So beautiful listeners, we have spoken on many things this evening. We've spoken about type two diabetes. And Healthy Living, which is a free online NHS program that supports people that live with type 2 diabetes. We've posted that into the chat box. So come and join us in the chat room and where you can really glean all of this information. We also spoke about the Windrush and the 75th anniversary, which will be celebrated on the 22nd of June. Now, are you going to be doing anything for the Windrush? And as much as Windrush has was an amazing time there has been a lot of scandal as well that went along with it so that was sort of like um what would you call something like bitter that? and sweet a bitter and sweet thing around the uh, windrush celebrations but yes it's the 75th anniversary and there was also something we posted in the chat box regarding that and that was the it was the exhibition that is being held in south london that's in the chat box too, beautiful listeners, as well as the opportunity for young people. 3,000. 3,000 apprenticeships. apprenticeships. Guest apprenticeships from engineer to finance. Excellent. So get cracking. And if you are near state pension age, just check and see if you have any gaps in your working history, because that that 
window closes on the first of thirty first of July, twenty twenty three, where you can boost your state pension and top up your national insurance contributions. So, um, KJB, mm-hmm. what is our thought for today? What thought our do we have? Thought for today is it, oh, I've passed it. Yes. Is it Mayor Angelou? Mm. She was such a beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Wrote so many inspiring mm. books. Yep. And also poems. Absolutely. Spoken word. And the thought that she left us with is you can only become truly accomplished at something you love. Don't make money your goal. Instead, pursue the things you love doing. And then do them so well that people can, can't can take their eyes off you. And you just said that, didn't you? That Maya Angelou was a beautiful woman. Mm. Her art was amazing. Mm. Uh, not her art. Well, it was an art, isn't spoken it? Her word, poems. Yeah, poem, spoken word, writing. I read one of her books. Um, it was called uh, My Daughter to My Daughter because she never had a daughter. She only had a son. But she wrote as if she did have a daughter. And it was highlighting her life with her mother and how her mother used to cook her this, her favourite dish. But her mother, she run one of those houses, you know, mm, back in the day. Mm, this was mm, this again mm. was early on mm. in American history. Mm. So I think her mum was born in the 20s. So they had to survive at some you know, point. It's, it's just how it goes. And it was the same. Every generation has to survive. But mm. back then... It was true survival, proper, yeah. proper survival, because there was no safety net. You sank or swam. Do you think there's a safety net now, though? Good question. You saying that's that? a good question. I, th- I think there's help out there. Mm. I don't know if it's a safety net. Don't get me wrong, because once you fall through, you fall through. Mm. But there, there is help out there. We've discussed state pension, pension credits. So there is things out there to help people. But is that enough? Good mm. question. Good question. So, as Mia Angelou says, you can only become accomplished at something you love. So, are you doing, beautiful listeners, are you doing the things that you love? Um, life is not short, but life goes by very quickly. So, let's make sure that we are incorporating things that we love within our lives, okay? And don't make money the goal, yeah? Because money, com see, com site, comes, it goes. Okay, but memories, those are priceless. We said this on the show last week when a Warren was in, mm. that, yeah, it's, it's priceless. So look at those things and the things that we love. Mm. Instead, of pers- instead, pursue the things that we love doing and then do them. And it's interesting because when you do something you love and you pursue something you love, mm. um, she says that people can't take your, their eyes off you. Yeah. And the thing is, what tends to happen when you're doing something you love, it doesn't just attract people, but it can attract the things that you need. Mm, that's true. Yeah, do you know, that's what it's all about. Do them so well. Mm. Do the things that you love and so well. And all those things like money and all, all, all the things associated with what you're doing will come. Will come. The sad thing is, it says, do them so well that people can't take their eyes off you. Now, mm. this is this is a word of caution, beautiful listeners, <laughs> because some people can't take their eyes off you because they're green eye. Ooh. This is another part. There's a good side to it and there's a bad mm. side to it. But we can't throw, let 
allow people to throw us off of doing the things that we love as well. So they they may be keeping their eyes on you, (laughs) sadly, but it's a green eye that they're keeping on you. But it's interesting. She says, uh, you is talking about you. Mm. You, you can only become truly accomplished. Absolutely. It's about you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're doing you and you're pursuing the things that you love mm. and you're pursuing the things that you want to accomplish, no matter how many eyes are on you. Yeah, it doesn't matter really, does it? You're focused. Yes. So is that what it's all about then, KJB, being focused? I think it's just being who you want to be. Mm. Be the person you love, what you love. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else <laughs> because you can't, matters. there's some things you can't control. Yeah. You can't, you, you know, eyes are always going to be on you, but they're, they're not the eyes that you've been born with. Those are p- other eyes that are on you. You can't control how other people are going to stare at you. you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so just pursue what you love, it's, do what you love. It's so funny because my student um, today, um, he, we were in the library and he stares at everyone. I talk to everyone, he stares at everyone. <laughs> so these young boys came in, he goes, oh, are they bunking? He says, are they bunking? So I, got, I went, I went to one of the boys, I said, come here. He goes, what, do you know them? I says, I don't know them. Because I'm trying to let him see, like, you've got to put the effort into things. These young boys are in... Anyway, Roadman ain't going to go in the library. But you, anyway, finish your story. <laughs> yeah, you, right, you called them over. You called them over and they said, are you, um, are you here? Do you have your exams coming up? They said, yeah. I said, are you here studying? They said, yes, I'm studying. And um, I said, I just wanted this little one to, to know because he thought you were bunking. So he goes, I said, keep up the good work. Well done. Um, you're going to do amazing. So he goes, why do you have to talk? This how it's, why do you have to talk to everybody? And um, I don't like how you just call them over and you don't know them kind of thing, you know. But again, open up that dialogue. You wanted to know the question if they're bunking or not. Why don't you ask someone? Ask them as well. <laughs> Sorry, that is so off the topic. That is, that you digressed. Very much so, very much so. But beautiful. But what was the moral of the story then? The moral of the story is There's sometimes we don't know, so ask. Okay. Ask. Sometimes cool, we don't cool, know, cool. so ask as well you know and mm. don't again making oh. assumptions of people making assumptions just give everyone the benefit of the doubt i think is is the point as well like we look at someone and we automatically judge them without knowing them mm. Mm. yeah mm. but mm. that's not for us to judge nobody really mm. but to give them the benefit of the doubt and to for us to find out who they are if I didn't call him over, I could have thought, oh, yeah, they're bunking. Mm. But I asked the question and they were, well, I knew they were in there studying. Mm, mm, mm. But it's not building kind of Have an, open an mind. image of what we think people are. Yeah, and they're completely yeah. not that type of person. You've got to have an open mind, haven't you? Always. Don't, and don't close your mind off to, in, to possibilities, I suppose. Endless. And there are endless possibilities. Mm. And a lot of the time, beautiful listeners, would you say that we can limit ourselves? We can limit ourselves. But as Maya Angelou going back there saying, do, in doing the things that we love, this would then mean that we are tapping into the gifts that we have, mm. that mm. we're tapping into the things that make us who we are mm. as individuals. Mm. And all of us, every single person in this world has got gifts. And all right? flavours DJs, you all have the oh, gift. Oh, yes. Amazing. So big yourselves up. Big, please, big all yourselves up. <laughs> Amazing. And we are so privileged to be a part 
of this platform. Give a big thanks and shout out to George. Mm. You're doing amazing stuff. Mm. And don't forget, beautiful listeners, that we do have a boat party coming up on the 8th of July. Have you got your tickets yet? Mm. I hope so. But we will also be running a competition. So listen out in the next couple of weeks. We have a special guest on next week. And listen out for those um, lovely tickets. And I think the tickets are moving very quick. So be hotcakes, hotcakes, yes, hotcakes. Hot so be quick to get yours in before the time runs out. And you may have to pay more on the door. All right. So beautiful listeners, we love you so much. Thank you all for tuning in. Because, you know, without you, then it would just be DJ KJB and me talking to ourselves. We do that anyway. We know that you are. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) We know that you are out there. And we had some even approach us on the start end. And it was that, wow, wow. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, so lovely. Yeah, you are amazing people. Keep on keeping on and being who you are. Excellent. Definitely. All right. I hope the sun continues to shine on all of you. And beautiful listeners, I guess all we have left to say is right now that we will see y'all on the other side. Take care.
reason. 